Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. off today and joining me uh on this king's road walk to winterfell is our grand baster josh harris josh how we doing today bud it's good it's uh actually 50 degrees out today um so what's that like 19 celsius we're we're uh it hasn't snowed in a week the sun is out i've been cashing it's been a great week See, see, the weather turns and everything starts getting better, right? That's all we needed. That's all we need. A little bit of sunshine, 
little less snow, things start going our way. Let's hope uh, we can keep that train rolling here tonight. Um, last night was, it was just one of those nights where you had uh, a certain line or a certain combination or you didn't. Um, last night, Winnipeg went off. Uh, Winnipeg won uh, particularly <laughs> empty net goals. Like I saw a post last night uh, from somebody on hockey Twitter that uh, Blake Wheeler has the most empty net points in the last three seasons. And Mark Shifley is second. And I think it was Nick Ehlers is third and they're all 20 points or above over the last three years. Um, Those guys are always on the ice when they had the lead and it paid off for a lot of people last night. I was telling Jake that, like I said, I, I said no one runs better on the empty net than Winnipeg won. I have no stats to back that up. You gave me the stats, but like, seems like every time they're chalky and on the ice with an empty net situation, they score. Like, yeah, every- I, I, it, like it's it's just a lock. Like here, here we are, like every night, like just begging that Bergeron can bank it in off the off a defenseman, <laughs> you know, that's guarding the net or something like that. And Blake Wheeler just seems to find assists and goals with the empty net, like almost every single night. It is, it is, I would like to say it's a skill, but it's also just his team getting some goals and him having the trust of his coach. So um, yeah, if you had, oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Uh, If you had Winnipeg, you might've had a good night. Uh, Depends who you had with them. Um, Andre Vasilevsky had a big night. He was the hammer goaltender, if I'm not mistaken, aside from, uh, Tristan, Tristan Yari had the 35 save bonus plus the win as well. But Vasilevsky, 28 saves plus a shutout. Um, like we said, Winnipeg went off. Joel Farabee had a big night. Uh, a couple of Pittsburgh guys did well. Kasperi Kapanen with a couple goals. So it was one of those nights where if you looked at the top of the leaderboard for most tournaments, you saw lineups with three, four, five, you know, maybe six Winnipeg Jets. And then it was just, you know, pretty much one off or two minutes besides that. And yeah. And, that, that, and that's the thing, right? Like we were talking in Slack this morning that um, the correlated lines don't always get there. Sometimes, you know, last night, I think uh, the 10K winner, it looked like a cash lineup. Um, that just happens. Um, I wouldn't recommend just running cash lineups in your GPPs all the time. But if you're a cash game player, I would recommend putting your cash, your cash game lineup in a GPP once in a while because it could pay off uh, like it did last night, uh, likely for someone else. All right. Um that's about it for, for last night. Probably it's not too much else to talk about other than Winnipeg smash and, and did the, did the job with the empty net. So um, just want to remind everybody that if you're not able to watch uh, your favorite Osmo shows here on YouTube, that you can catch these Osmo shows, almost all of them anyways, uh, on the Osmo podcast network. We've got a podcast for every sport and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest just leave us a five-star review on any one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle uh, or email address, and you'll be eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, one winner will be awarded every Friday, and reviews will be eligible to win for up to one year. So even if you leave one now, uh, you could win in six months, eight months, ten months. Uh, could be a nice Christmas present. So uh, if you want to catch our podcast, head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast and leave a five-star review for a chance to win a free week of Osmo Plus platinum before we jump into the games uh if everyone uh could drop us a like and if you haven't already uh subscribe pretty please uh we are trying to grow this channel um we're trying to keep bringing these to you uh almost uh on a daily basis uh and with the nba all-star break uh coming uh coming up here shortly we might even be on uh more than once a day so stay tuned for that there will be a lot of nhl coming up uh while uh the nba is down. Uh, before we get into 
our games. I see we have a super chat uh, from Clayton again. Clayton, it's always good to see you. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, he asks, on a shorter slate, at what ownership level do you fade the chalk or do you eat it and differentiate elsewhere? I would presume it might depend on the slate, but I'll wait to hear your answer, Josh. Yeah, I mean, on a slate like this, like there is just so many expensive options. So I don't know if there's going to be someone that is going to be like a line specifically that's going to be overly chalky, but like that's something that's probably also slate dependent, but it's also up to you, right? So like if if you're like saying like, oh, Ovechkin's going to be my favorite play tonight, but then you look at the ownership and he's like 55%, and you're like, well, I want to fade now. Just play your best plays is my best advice and differentiate yourself elsewhere, especially on a site like this. There's a lot of places you can go. So unless you're, unless you're afraid, like you're going to be slamming chalk with chalk in like one to three lineups, then, you know, maybe you got to make a tough decision on a fade here and there. But if, if your favorite play is someone who's going to be chalky, I, I say play them and differentiate yourself elsewhere. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good uh, way to approach things is that, like, I, I don't just blindly fl- fade players. I will fade because of ownership. Um, you know, if if we're on a slate where there's only one super expensive line, like let's say we're on a slate and it's only the Edmonton Oilers, and then besides that we have like Arizona and Anaheim, Los Angeles, you know, whatever. Um, and it seems like it's going to be like, like 50% Connor McDavid or something like that on a five or six game slate then yeah at that point then I probably will fade because if he bricks you can lap half the field and probably every one of your lineups will cash um but like you said a night like tonight where there are so many uh different expensive spots you can go like I would just I would pay attention to our ownership like we're gonna get to Vegas later but one of the Vegas lines um is very chalky so like I wouldn't run out and slam in Colorado with that chalky Vegas line right because like you said that's just compounding chalk on top of chalk and at that point, you're probably going to get duped and you're probably uh, just slamming in super uh, chalky players across your lineup. So you're right. It, don't worry about your main stack being chalky. If it is, that's fine. Worry about your secondary stack and your goalies and your defensemen being chalky as well. Um, I don't like like I said, if on a specific slate, maybe I might fade a 50 percent McDavid or something like that. But I won't go in a slate like tonight. I won't say, oh, I'm not playing Nathan McKinnon because he's 25 percent because there are, are lots of lines elsewhere that are going to come in at three, four, 5% um, where you can differentiate. So I agree completely with you there, Josh. Thanks again for the question, Clayton. Always love uh, seeing your questions. We'll try to answer uh, questions uh, if we can uh, throughout the show, but obviously um, we have uh, some games to talk about. So let's get through those games. Anyways, let's talk about that very first game. That's going to feature some expensive players that might come in at lower ownership. Uh, so we definitely Need to review this. We have the Washington Capitals with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Boston with a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, Washington has been shaking around their lines a bit. The latest iteration seems to have Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin on the top line uh, with the second line of Backstrom, Vrana, and Wilson. Now, going into Boston, that would tell me that Bergeron, Pasternak, and Martian are going to see a lot of the Kuznetsov-Ovechkin line, and I think that is a great, great matchup for the top line from Boston. Now, the second line from Washington, Brown and Backstrom-Wilson, has typically been very good, uh, both offensively and defensively. Two guys uh, on the top power play unit together on that line as well. So 
Uh, there might be some stuff on both sides of the game, but for me personally, that Boston top line is something I'm interested in. What are you interested in, Josh? Yeah, so the first thing I noticed uh, this morning was that, you know, there was, Kuznetsov was a questionable this morning, right? So, like, the top line was Lars Eller with Ovechkin and Shiri, and, you know, they had pretty decent defensive numbers. Lars Eller is arguably their best defensive center. I guess you could throw Backstrom in that mix as well, but uh, if you assume, you know, Eller with Ovechkin – going into Bergeron, yeah, it's still a good matchup for Boston, but it's not as good as, you know, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. Like, Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, for as good as they are offensively, are absolutely atrocious defensively. So, like, and then you have Connor Sheary. Yeah, he's a nice player, but, like, he's not a, you know, a defensive forward like Oshie or even, you know, Verona's decent defensively, Wilson, something like that. So this top line going against Bergeron, it's it's just going to be – like if things go the way they should, Bergeron line is just going to run them over, like run them over. The problem is they're over 24,000 tonight. Yeah. There are a bunch of cheap lines you can fit them in with. Like there, there's a handful. So you have to kind of be like attentive of what you're doing. If you're loading in a bunch of Boston one stacks, because there's only so many spots you can go. So you kind of have to play around with, you know, your defensemen with your secondary stack, stuff like that. But, you know, um, this is probably, in a, in a vacuum, my favorite spot of the night, which is crazy considering there's Edmonton, there's Toronto with Matthews back, there's Vegas, there's Colorado, you know, so like, but like this fully correlated top line going against Kuznetsov Ovechkin is about as good as it gets. And then I do agree with you. I do like this capital second line. If you had to go to the caps, uh, they're going to, you know, for at least for a good part, they're going to see that second line at Boston and David Krejci's back. And you don't know, like he's older now and he's coming off an injury, I think. Is he, he's back, right? Yeah. So yeah, he's back. Yeah. So I think if you want to get to the caps here in MME, I think that second line, obviously if you want some Ovechkin one-offs for the power play one, that's obviously fine. But for me, it's Boston one, Boston power play and Washington two. Yeah. I I think that'd be the one thing I'd mention about Washington two is like, I probably wouldn't just stack like Backstrom and Brana. I think, there are too few games where those two go off where Vetchkin and Carlson don't, right? Like it would typically be, you know, if, if Backstrom has a big game, it's because he has two assists going to, to Ovechkin and one to Carlson or something like that. So uh, if I do play Washington too, it would probably be like Backstrom, Vrana, Ovechkin or Backstrom, Vrana, Carlson or something like that. I would make sure to get in one of Ovechkin or Carlson. Uh, you can leave Tom Wilson there if you want. He's not uh, typically necessary, but I'm with you. I absolutely love everything about this Boston line tonight. I mean, we just updated our top stacks tool um, about 30 minutes, about, yeah, about 30 minutes before the show. Uh, we have them almost neck and neck with Colorado one for top stack percentage, 33% versus 31%. Uh, but we have Colorado one coming in at 25% ownership and Boston one at 11%. So less than half the ownership at virtually the same upside. Now they are more expensive, like you mentioned. Um, so that is the difference. It's an extra $2,700 for the full stack. Um, so you have to make that difference up somewhere. But Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The nice thing is, is that with Charlie McAvoy off the power play unit uh, and 
Matt Grizzlick on the power play unit. You can save, I think it's $1,800 dropping from McAvoy to Grizzlick. And also Nick Ritchie's still on the top power play unit. So if you want to drop out Brad Marchand and throw on Nick Ritchie uh, for your three-man Boston stack or drop off Pasternak even and throw on Nick Ritchie for the three-man Boston stack, it's another way to get there. Now, obviously, you won't get that full Boston stack that way. And we usually talk about getting that full Boston stack when you can. And I would encourage people to do that. I'm just saying if there are certain lines that are a little bit more expensive elsewhere that you like, I don't hate the idea of, of leaving off a Martian to throw on Nick Ritchie or something like that. Bring down the average cost per player. Uh, that will allow you uh, to get to those other expensive guys. Um, I'm probably not dropping down to any of the third lines. Any of the third lines interest you here? Like, it seems like that third line for Washington would be pretty good. But, you know, broken power play and like they, they might move guys around like, oh, she might get up to the top line at some point. So, yeah, I mean, no if you want to have like a coil Craig Smith, I mean, that's OK, but they're going to see, you know, a good deal of Eller and Oshie. So like dipping down to a, a third line matchup going against a good defensive center is not something I typically want to do on a shorter slate. Yep, I hear you. All right. Uh, defenseman here. I mean, we mentioned Matt Grizzlick. He's PP1. Uh, for Boston, um, if you're using uh, the the Washington power play stack, I would try to get in uh, John Carlson where you can. Um, not sure what else you want, because I looked at the Washington time on ice for defensemen in their last game, and it was Carlson at like 27 or 28 minutes, and then everybody else was under 20. So it seems like it's just mixing and matching with John Carlson as much as they can. So, like, I don't know if there's anybody else. I mean, I guess Jacobs Borrell min price twenty five hundred punt near twenty minutes might be fine, but I think that's it. Yeah, I actually had a couple of people asking about Dmitry Orlov today. He's twenty five hundred power play too, and just like if this was last season, yeah, I definitely do it. But like his ice time's been down like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen minutes. He had, his peripherals so far this season have been bad. Um, if you have, if like you absolutely need a min price someone on getting some power play time, I guess it's okay. But like, I'd avoid that if I could. I mean, if I had, and same with Justin Schultz, like the defenseman in this game, outside of Grizzlick and Carlson, I'm probably fading. Yeah, I think that's a good point about the Washington PP too. And I should mention that they are giving that second power play a bit more time. Um, What they're typically doing is just running Ovechkin for the two minutes and then swapping out the four guys. Um, The top unit still sees, you know, the lion's share, quote unquote, but um that second power play unit is starting to see a bit more ice time so it does bring those pp2 players a little bit more into play guys like eller um or you know schultz again like schultz i probably wouldn't play him unless i was stacking the caps either so uh, i'm with you for me this game is about grizzly or carlson depending on which side you stack i do have some vanacek i don't mind some vanacek the bruins have been shooting a lot lately he's got a decent price uh has played well this year and will have no ownership so i think i'm on vanacek a bit what about you yeah, I don't mind that. He's in that price range where it's, you know, he's going to get volume and it's, you know, be good if he gets the win. Tuka Rask, 8,300, no thanks. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> uh, not not against a team that relies a lot on, on power play scoring, especially, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't want those high percentage shots coming at your goaltender. All right, um, I think that's it uh, for us in this game. Uh, we got to get to the next game, and this one is going to be an absolute doozy. Uh, we have the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 3.2 implied goal total uh, going into Edmonton with a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, I think Toronto's implied goal total has come up a bit through the day um, as Austin Matthews was confirmed in 
Um, so they are two of the higher totals on the night. Um, like I said, Austin Matthews back. He's going to the top line with Marner and Joe Thornton, which means that second line duo of Tavares and Nylander is back together. Um, Edmonton changed up their lines as well. Uh, James Neal, <laughs> top line James Neal playing with Puglia Yervi and Connor McDavid. And then the second line of Dreisaitl, Yamamoto and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Now, before I ask you your thoughts on this, Josh, I want to just talk about um, Dreisaitl for a minute. Um, the line of Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins actually played a lot together last year um, once Yamamoto got called up after Christmas. Uh, and they were great, like legitimately great. 2.9 expected goals for 5.4 actual goals for 56.4 expected goal share. That is just absolutely insane. And that's in 324 minutes of ice time. So we're talking about a third of a season. Um, that's not a small sample by any stretch. But, and here's the but, without Ryan Nugent Hopkins, those numbers cratered. So it seems like he might be the difference maker here. Like, I mean, cratered. 2.9 expected goals for down to 2.2. 5.4 expected goals down to 2.5. Like, the numbers all fell off. Um the one thing I will say is that it, it kind of seems that Leon Dreisaitl is playing a little injured. And it's something that the media has, that the Edmonton media has brought up as well. He's been missing a lot of practices. If you look at his time on ice, he's been under uh, 20 minutes, three or four games out of his last 10, which is really unusual for him. He's usually 21, 22 minutes pretty consistently um, every night. Uh, there's even one or two games where he got down to 17 minutes. So like, I don't like just blindly saying a player's playing injured because that could greatly warp how you view that player. But between his falling production over the last month, missing practices, declining ice time, like he's lost a minute and a half of ice time over his last 10 games compared to his first 10. Like there seems to be some red flags here. But like I said, he gets Ryan Nugent Hopkins tonight and that's a big boost to his line. So I think there's uh, some thinking that needs to be done here, Josh. So why don't you do some thinking for us? Yeah, so so Edmonton's played Toronto like three games in a row now. This is the third one in a row. And now Freddie's going to be back, so it's going to be the third different goalie they're facing. Um, so we kind of have to make the McDavid decision, right? He's done absolutely nothing in these first two games, and he's been chalky. There's no reason to believe why he's not going to be chalky again because he's Connor McDavid, and but he hasn't had production. Now – he doesn't get Nugent Hopkins on his on his left. He has <laughs> he's got big game Milan Lucic. Uh, sorry, James Neal. They're the same to me now. Um, and the, they're going to go into the Matthews Thornton Marner line, which is the best defensive iteration of the Matthews line. Right. As much as I hate on Joe Thornton, his defensive numbers this year have been incredible. So as much as like this is a spot where I was hoping McDavid would come in, you know, under owned and I would just jam it blindly. This is a spot where I want to fade this, this McDavid line, just because like this Matthew, like Matthew's being back, there's going to be ownership there as well. Like, so like I can't overstate how big of a drop off going from Ryan Nugent Hopkins is to James Neal. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, the Wowies with, like, Pugliarvi and McDavid are pretty pretty telling. But, like, going from Nugent Hopkins to James Neal is, like, 
sending Booch to play off with Mika Zibanejad, going to send him with like Brett Howden and and like Gauthier. So it's, it's like it's a big it's a big deal. So for me, I'm gonna be definitely underweight on Edmonton one tonight. And if it you know if McDavid has one of his McDavid nights, so be it. Like all the numbers, everything is telling me to fade McDavid. Now I will say, me if you obviously you want a power play stack. The Oilers, you, that's definitely on the table. But as a top line, I think I'm going to be underweight just because, one, I like this Matthews line going into McDavid. They're, this is their best defensive iteration, right? So that's another reason to fade. And I want to get to this Edmonton second line. Yeah, maybe Drysdale's a little banged up. Maybe he's just been bad because he's playing with, you know, absolute third wheels instead of Nugent Hopkins. So... I don't mind going to the second line. I, you know, Kyler Yamamoto technically doesn't get power play time, but you know how they rotate Neil. They ro- rotate in Puliyarvi. They've rotated in Yamamoto. They rotate in Chieson. So I don't mind full stacking this line because he's, he may end up getting a minute or two of power play time. They're going to avoid the Matthews matchup. They're going to get Tavares Nylander who have been underwhelming this season. So I think for me, Edmonton two, Toronto one, underweight Edmonton one, and then MME. I definitely have some both sides of this power play stack. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned the McDavid fade because that's exactly what I'm doing tonight. I have 0% Connor McDavid in my lineups. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, it's as scary as it sounds. We saw him go, we've seen him go nuclear a couple times already uh, this year. There was one game where he entered a slate in the first period, I'm pretty sure. So like, believe me, I understand that this could end up very, end up going very poorly, but I agree with all your points. Dropping off from Ryan Nugent Hopkins to James Neal is just putting, they're basically playing four on five with a dummy in front of the net. Like that's, that's effectively what they're doing. Um, and going in, and it's not like this is a good matchup, as you mentioned. This is a very bad matchup for that top line going into the, that Matthews line. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the power play because, <laughs> again, they changed up the power play last game. Um, Tyson Berry and Alex Chason were pushed off the top power play unit in their final power play of the game, and Darnell Nurse and Jesse Pugliarvi played it. Now, it wasn't. Barry or Chason being injured or anything like that. Barry wasn't even on the ice before the power play, so he was plenty rested, and he played PP2, so did Chason. So, you know, maybe they're going to Darnell Nurse uh, PP1. We don't know that for sure, um, but I think it is a possibility. And, like, Nurse played 29 minutes last game or something like that, and Barry was under 20. So maybe, you know, maybe Barry's starting to fall out with a favor a little. Maybe it's this Toronto uh, series has shown a couple of his flaws. So, yeah, I'm mostly out on Edmonton. I do have one Edmonton two stack here tonight um, because I I was able to fit them in with a line that I like uh, later on this slate. So I do have one share of full Edmonton two, um, but that's it. Um, don't have a lot of Edmonton. Do have a lot of Toronto. Um, I have a lot of the Matthews line basically because I think with Nugent Hopkins gone and Neil there, it's just a, a much better matchup uh, for Edmonton or for Toronto one now. So Matthews, Marner, uh, throw in Thornton if you want. Morgan Riley, no problem. Uh, I'm in on all of those guys tonight. Um, looking at the defense, I mean, I just mentioned uh, Darnell Nurse played, uh, you know, 29 minutes last game and Barry was under 20. Uh, Adam Larson was the only Edmonton defenseman uh, over 20 minutes uh, in their previous game. Like Toronto defensemen have generally been disappointing this year. Like Morgan Riley's had a couple big games. Jake Muzzin's been relatively solid. Other than that, they really haven't done a whole lot. So uh, for me, like I'm 
putting the power play defenseman with the power play guys, but they're really under a lot of defensemen I like out of this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Morgan Riley is someone I just play if I'm stacking Toronto one or the power play, I would never one off him. Muzzin, if I have the, you know, if I come down to my last spot and I have the salary is someone I'd consider, but I agree on the Edmondson side, like nurse <clears throat> 5,900 if he is going to, he's cheaper than Barry. So if he does get the power play time, you know, even like I, in a, in a bottle, I'd rather play nurse than Barry anyway. He's just better. Yeah. And yeah. So, and then like, I, I feel like Ethan bear is like going to be a popular punt tonight just because he's 2,500. He may see some power play two time, but, his time on ice concerns me, but if he is up there with Nurse, like he may approach twenty minutes. Yeah, he could, and it, like it seems like I've been waiting for that, and they're not quite giving him those minutes. Like it seems like like Edmonton's almost doing with Nurse what Washington does with Carlson, right? Like Carlson will play twenty five to thirty minutes, and then everybody else will play under twenty. Um, it kind of seems like Edmonton's trending in that direction, um, at least in the short term. Goalies, oh boy, uh, Anderson back. Uh, but he is $8,000 on the road going into Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh Mike Smith is at home at 7,900 on DraftKings. Are either of those appealing to you? So in a vacuum, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like in GPPs, if you're, if you want to correlate your goalie with your stacks, I think that's fine. I wouldn't go all in on either of these goalies, but if, you, if you're 150 maxing and you have, a good bit of Toronto, I think it would make sense to have some Freddie. And if you have a good bit of Edmonton, it makes sense to have some Mike Smith. But in one to three, I'm fading these goalies. Yeah, I'm with you. I have a couple in correlated lineups, uh, and that's about it. I think that's it for me from this game. Anything else from you? Uh, hopefully it stays quiet on the Edmonton side. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, buddy. Uh, just want to remind everybody that we do have free stuff uh, going on, uh, given away pretty much every day here at Osmo.com. Uh, we usually have projections or rankings or any or you know a whole bunch of different types of uh, goodies for everybody that's out there that wants to take a look at uh, what we have going on. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On and today, uh, we have NHL ownership projections up for free on the site. Uh, we have PGA ownership projections for the upcoming tournament uh, also on the site. And we have NBA player projections as well. So head on over to Osmo.com. We have NHL and PGA player projections for free today, as well as NBA player projections. Uh, okay. We're not talking about NBA here. We're going to get back to the NHL and we're going to get to a game that 
doesn't really seem appealing, but I think we'll have a lot of ownership because of the prices from some of the players. So let's talk about it. St. Louis, the Blues have a 2.9 implied gold total going into Vegas, or going into Anaheim, sorry, with a 2.6 implied gold total. Um, we're still playing the waiting game with Vladimir Tarasenko. It doesn't appear as though um, he'll be uh, going tonight again. Um, looks like it'll be closer to this weekend. So doesn't look like they're going to be too many lineup changes uh, for either side here. Um, Anaheim mixed up their lines last game. Uh, you know, Anaheim mixed up their lines last game, and we're not going to know what the lines are because we don't have Anaheim beat writers. There's literally, I think, one person that covers Anaheim, and he never gives lines because he doesn't watch the practices. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just the way it is. So last game, Anaheim changed up their lines in the third period and decided to go with a line of Henrik, Silverberg, and Sonny Milano, and then uh, Lundestrom with Raquel and Zegris, and then Ryan Getzlaff, Max Jones, and or yeah, Max Jones and Max Comtois. Um, Comtois Jones and Getzlaff does not interest me in the slightest. Um, Henrik Silverberg Comtois or Henrik Silverberg Zegers does. Um, it feels like that's one of those lines that um, may uh, get get into some lineups today, into those Boston one lineups, into those Colorado lineups. Um, is there any cheap lines? Do you like the Anaheim side at all here? What do you see, Josh? Uh, we're at this crossroads again. It's like, well, we got to talk about the ducks and they're all the same price. Like you mentioned the last game. So like, even if we don't know the lines, like they're all around the same price with the, you know, their most expensive skater is Ricard Raquel at 4,000. So if there's a line that you like, you put them in. And then if they, you know, if you happen to get lines before lock and they change, you should have the wiggle room. Um, there's a couple of things in this game that I want to mention. First, Isaac Lundestrom, right? He's coming off a hat trick at like 0.6%. He is 2,700 tonight. So I would imagine he's going to garner some ownership in these more expensive stacks. Now, I will say, I did look him up. Uh, he's, a fir- he's a former first-round pick, and he is projected to be a pretty good top-six player. Not that he's there yet, but with these lines, like it might be a popular landing spot for the people building with Boston one for Ed, for like the Edmontons for the Toronto's for the Colorado. So just keep that in mind. Like Lundstrom doesn't see power play time. So <clears throat> I'd find the extra 300 to go to Henrique tonight and get him in with Silverberg. I think there, that's going to be a lower owned duo. I think just because like, I wouldn't say like recency bias, but if you game log, these players like Lundstrom or Kel Comtois, when they're together, they saw an uptick in minutes on the ice. So if you're looking for the ducks, like the players that you want to play from the ducks, you want to get the people who are getting the ice time because they're all around the same price. So you want them to be on the ice more and Raquel has been getting the most minutes. So, I, but I don't mind going to Henrik Silverberg here just because they're 6,600 for the duo. They get full power play correlation. You want to put them in with Shattenkirk, who's also 3,200. So you're spending under 10,000 for the trio. I don't mind doing that. It may be popular, but I don't think it's going to be as popular as putting in, you know, Zagris and, and Raquel. So for me, that's where I'm at with the Ducks. And then the St. Louis side, I actually kind of like this top line, O'Reilly, Cairo, and Sanford. Uh, I'm not huge on Sanford, but he's super cheap at 3,200. Uh, Riley and Cairo, you know, this line in a very small sample size has been very high event, um, 25 minutes, but they have been, you know, 
18 high danger chances, four per 60, 53% Corsi four and a 4.2 expect goals four. Yeah, that's probably not sustainable. If it is, they're going to be one of the elite lines in the NHL. But in a small <laughs> sample, going against a team that's just bad defensively, going against this Getzlaff, Comtois, Max Jones pairing or line, if it is that, I think um, I think this is a decent spot to get a line at lower ownership against in a good matchup, right? O'Reilly's power play one, Sanford and Cairo are power play two. So if you're putting in like uh, Edmonton or Toronto or Colorado, it's tough with Boston. You're kind of looking at cheaper guys with power play correlation. So this line's kind of broken on the power play, but I think as a full line, you're going to get them pretty low owned because of that. And I like this spot. Yeah. And if you're playing St. Louis tonight, it's probably not for the power play anyway, right? Cause Anaheim's one of the least penalized teams uh, in the NHL. So like broken power play correlation here isn't as big a factor as it might be in some other matchups. And let you, like you said, there are only so many spots where you can go where if you use a McKinnon and, and Ranton and Landeskog, where you can actually get good players at a reasonable price. So yeah, I don't mind the O'Reilly Sanford Kyrou call at all. Just mixing a couple of those guys uh, and going with it. I wanted to, you brought up the ownership and the ownership is a good point. Um, I'm not exactly sure what to make of it, but we do have Henrik and Silverberg quite a bit higher owned than Raquel and Zegris. Um, like double the ownership. So um, maybe name value. Yeah. I, I think that's might that might be what it is, is Henry Silverberg are definitely going to be better known um, than Zegers and Lundestrom. Um, like for me, I'm going to go Ze- I'm saying I'm going to go Zegers and Raquel for this reason is uh, they probably get a lot of third and fourth line matchups uh, from St. Louis. Uh, and with all of St. Louis's injuries, like they're still missing Tarasenko, they're still missing Schwartz and Bozak and Thomas and Pareko and all those guys. Like this is a pretty depleted lineup. So they can put together a reasonable top six because they have enough good players, but they can't they can't put together a reasonable bottom six. And even the defensemen um, are starting to hurt. Like Marco Scandella, uh, he should not be playing 23 or 24 minutes a game like he is. Um, that kind of goes to show just how much depth uh, they're missing right now. So I, I just like Zegers and Raquel better because I think it's a better matchup. If they happen to come in at lower ownership, I'll just take that as a bonus. Um, I, I think it'll be close between Zegers, Raquel, and Silverberg, Henry, anyway, as far as ownership goes. Uh, dumping down to defensemen, um, I don't think I have a single Anaheim defenseman roster. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I have some Ben Hutton uh, for 2,500. I don't know why my optimizer gave me a lot of Ben Hutton today. <laughs> I have a lot of Ben Hutton for some reason. So I'm going with Ben Hutton uh, in some Anaheim lineups just to get cheaper. Uh, I have some one-off Justin Falk because I think he'll be super low owned for like 23 or 24 minutes at a reasonable price. Uh, but that's about it for me from defenseman. This is in a game I'm targeting for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Shattenkirk at 3,200, but he's on the top power play. So like, I don't mind getting the three-man power play correlation, even though – you know, the Ducks don't have a very vaunted power play. But I will say uh, one thing that we've been discussing quietly recently is the play of Jordan Bennington, right? He has not been playing well at all. So I don't know. With all these injuries and Bennington in question, like as much as I want to hate the Ducks, like I keep landing back here just because of the injuries, the goalies, the price. It's just It's just something that we have to, you know – as tough it is to click him in, I think this is a good spot for him. Like 
there aren't going to be many games where you want to play Anaheim against St. Louis this year, right? Like, this is probably going to be the last time where you're actually going to want to do it because Tarasenko will be back very, very shortly. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not going crazy on Anaheim, but I do think I have a stack in, in three out of 20 lineups. So maybe I'll get double the field or something like that. Nothing too crazy. We're, I assume we're back on the John Gibson train. Always. <laughs> I mean, he's Always. been... He's- He's been pretty bad recently, but 7,000 at home, it's kind of hard to ignore. Yep, I'm right back with you. If he tanks us again, he tanks us again. But, boy, we are going down with the ship, the John Gibson ship. Uh, All right, let's move it along. We're going uh, to Vegas, actually, because Vegas uh, has the biggest total on the slate, 4.1 at home to the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are carrying a 2.5 implied goal total. Um. The big news, I guess, from the Minnesota side is that Zach Parise looks like he's going to be a healthy scratch tonight. Didn't skate in warm-up skate. Um, They called up Gerald Mayhew and Kyle Rao, uh, two forwards. So it looks like, aside from Ryan Hartman being out from the third line, Zach Parise will also be out. So we're anticipating the top six for Minnesota to stay together. Uh, But the bottom six uh, is going to be a big jumble. that probably helps the Vegas third line a little bit because now there's no depth left in Minnesota. It's just Marcus Foligno and a couple plugs. Um, Vegas, going back to their old line, top top line, Stone, uh, Stevenson, Pacioretty, second line, Carlson, Smith, uh, and uh, who's the other? Oh, Marshall. yeah. Uh, so they're going back to their normal top six. Minnesota has their regular top six. What do you like out of this game, Josh? Where's Jake? I know you're in the chat. I know you're in the chat. Choo-choo, Vegas won, baby. Chandler Stevenson on the top power play. They're going to be chalky as all whatever four-letter word you want to put in there. They're going to be chalky. This is just wild. So, um, oh, Jake says the Vegas total is 3.1. Yeah, 3.1. That was my mistake. I misspoke there. Yeah, I mean, the Vegas top line is still going to be wildly chalky just because – Max Pacioretty has been in the uh, the low eights. He's down to 7,000. Mark Stone was up around 7,000. He's now 5,700. Chandler Stevenson is around where he always is, but the big news is he's on power play one. So, yeah, I love I love Vegas one tonight. I always love them when they're together. Now even more with Stevenson on the power play. It's not the best matchup, five on five, but this game got out of control last time. Now these lines are more correlated. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really love this Vegas one. I even like this Vegas too. I know they're not on power play one, but they are on power play two. It's not like they're the Knights are one of those teams who don't really give way more minutes to power play one, than power play two. I, obviously the power play two is going to play way less, but like they're still for, fully correlated. They're super cheap. You can get them in with the, with the more expensive stacks. It might be tough with, with Boston, unless you, you know, punk goalie and defenseman, but going into that Ras Zuccarello, uh, Kaprizov line, um, that's something I want to exploit for as good as everyone has been saying they are offensively. They are not very good defensively. And I also, a bunch of people were messaging me saying, I hate Zuccarello. I don't, I really like Zuccarello. He's one of my favorite players, especially when he's on the Rangers, but I do not want to play a 5,500 Matt Zuccarello. <laughs> um, and then this Minnesota depth is just not great. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to get to the third line of Vegas with like Cody glass, Alex tuck and uh, my boy Keegan Coleslaw, but like, I don't mind a glass tuck duo. If you really need some salary relief glass gets the power play one. So 
for me, uh, Vegas one, Vegas power play. If you want to get weird and, you know, put in glass instead of Stevenson, if you're not on the Stevenson train, like I am, you can do that. But Vegas one, Vegas power play, some Vegas two. And on the Minnesota side, I'm probably going to be underweight. Um, I, I don't mind this top line. Uh, I just don't like going against Pacioretty and Stone. Like that's just uh, one of those, like Stone is one of the best defensive forwards in the league. So that's not something I like doing. And I'm not a huge believer in the second line of Victor Rask. I love uh, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, but if you want to, you know, have some some minis on the power play, that's fine. But I'm going to be underweight in the, on the wild. Yeah, I'm not super big on Minnesota tonight here either. I do like the price of their defensemen, and we'll get to those in a minute. But I'm just not big uh, on the team here uh, for tonight. Vegas, you're right. Uh, their ownership, I think, is something we're talking about. Uh, we have Pat, the Patrady Stevenson stone line coming in between 9 and 10% right on their top stacks tool. So they're fine to use, it seems. Vegas, too, we're <laughs> Vegas too, we have them at – Quite a bit of ownership, uh, more ownership than the Stevenson line, actually, coming in at 11.6%, more than double their top stack percentage. It's just because they're so cheap, right? Yeah, they're eleven. They're a little over 11K. You can easily fit them in uh, with Colorado 1. You can easily fit them in with, uh, you know, Toronto 1, Edmonton 1. Uh, you can even put them in with Boston 1, and you don't even need to super punt your defenseman to do it. So um, I think that Vegas second line is going to be super popular, so I'm – kind of with you that if I'm going to go to Vegas, it's probably like, I'm not going to like, again, I will not begrudge anybody for throwing them in uh, with your more expensive stacks. Um, It's something I'm going to do as well, because I think uh, there are places where I can get a little bit different um, uh, like defensemen or one-offing some guys. So I'm not super concerned about that. Um, But just be aware that there is going to be a lot of of ownership on Vegas 2 tonight. So, like, if you're playing five lineups and you're just mixing in Vegas 2 with all the expensive stacks, you're probably going to get duplicated a fair bit. So just be aware um, of that little problem. Uh, Defenseman, I do like the defenseman in this game. Um, It's, like I said, I love those cheap Minnesota defensemen. Listen, I get it. It's a tough matchup. But Jared Spurgeon, 3,600, I was saying the other day on a show, he's a guy that typically scores double-digit goals every year. Um, just a bit of snake bitten right now, so I love his price at 3,600. Ryan Suter running the top power play for 3,500. I probably wouldn't one-off him, but I don't hate it either at 3,500. He doesn't need a lot to really uh, exceed value. Vegas, uh, you know, you have those super expensive guys uh, as always, uh, but you do have some cheap guys you can dump down to as well. There are a lot of guys to like here. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, and there's a discount on on Theodore and Petrangelo too. I mean, Theodore's only 5,700. He was up in the 7,000s earlier this year. So if you're, if you're looking to get away from the chalky Edmonton, the chalky Toronto, stuff like that, um, you know, going four-man Vegas might be a way to do that. Yeah, you can't get in another expensive line with them, like, but you're going to have a probably, like, more than likely a unique lineup with low ownership, so – I don't mind Theodore. He's one of my favorite defensemen, especially after the Ducks just gave him up to, to protect uh, Clayton Stoner. That's a story for another time. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, Alec Martinez I like too, 4,900. He's a decent one-off, but I'd I probably find the 800 more for Theodore or the, the 900 more for Petrangelo. Yeah, I'm with you. I love the expensive Vegas uh, defenseman uh, here tonight, and I do like Jared Spurgeon on the other side. Um <laughs> Don't mind the price. Uh, 
on Cam Talbot, 7,100. Uh, I think it'll be a good leverage spot, especially if Vegas two is as high owned as they are. Like a quarter of lineups might have Vegas one or two or three in their lineup. So don't mind Talbot for 7,100. What do you think? I agree. I'm kind of off uh, flurry. He's just been playing way too much. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, before we move on, I just want to let everybody know that if you want to get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there, uh, you can do so with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, uh, our premium Slack channel, rankings, and a whole lot more. Uh, if you want to play just NHL DFS, then you can sign up for our Osmo Plus NHL Weekly Package. That is only $11.95. You can stop guessing and start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. Okay. This game coming up, uh, I have a lot of interest in on one line in particular. I think we're probably going to be on the same line, but I want to hear your thoughts. We have Arizona with a 2.8 implied gold total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 2.6. Implied gold total. It looks like Connor Garland is going to be back for Arizona tonight. But uh, as always, we have no idea what their lineups are going to be until warmups start. All right, Josh, I like one line here because I think uh, there's only one line to like considering we don't know what Arizona is going to look like. What do you see? Yeah. And as much as I talk about like hating to roster Anaheim Ducks, I hate rostering this line, but this is a very good spot for, <laughs> for the LA top line. Like Kopitar, I, I'm a big Kopitar guy, and he's 5,700. Where it gets a little tougher to swallow is clicking in 5,200 Dustin Brown and 4,400 <laughs> outside follow, but like they're fully correlated power play one. They're going to see, like, let's just assume these lines stay together. They're going to they're gonna see Keller, Schmaltz, and Derek Broussard. Like, there's nothing there that scares me. Um, Arizona PK is not that great. Kopitar is like, oh, he's always involved in the power play, obviously. And then, you know, you look at you look at Drew Doughty's price at 4,800. Like, it's just super enticing. Like, so for me, like, this is a King's top line. I know, like, last week we had we touted Jeff Carter three times and it's just miserable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked twice, man. Yeah, it did. <laughs> once, once on the empty net. We can't yeah. pull that hard, at least until, like, April. But, like... <laughs> I, I like this Kings top line tonight. Yeah. And then like, I, I don't mind going to the second line of Anthony C of Vardy and Carter, just because they're fully quarter and power play too. Um, but the thing is with, like when Kempe was there instead of Anthony C, they're way better defensively. Now with Anthony C there is just going to, it's going to be a bit rough with puck possession so i don't mind like say like garlands with dvorak and uncle phil like i don't mind going to arizona too if they're going to see that velarde line so for me it's it's really only about kings one in my uh small amount of lineups but in mme i'd be you know kings one i'd dab a little bit i'd sprinkle some some kings too and if if garland and dvorak are together that's a that's a pair i get to some exposure to in mme and then drew daddy's too cheap so if you're using kings uh, definitely Dowdy, and even as a one-off Dowdy. Yeah, the LA Kings top line is the one I wanted to talk about, and it's for this particular reason. It's not; it is a good matchup at five on five. You're right. There's not a line uh, with line matching that we have to be concerned about uh, by any stretch of the imagination. This is the particular reason why I like uh, this line here tonight. 
the Arizona penalty kill over on hockey viz. Um, it's a great website. It's a subscription only, but if you're really into hockey, um, I would recommend people going to check out hockeyviz.com. A lot of great visuals just to, you know, you can see, see what's happening on the ice as opposed to just reading words or numbers. Um, the Arizona penalty kill by hockey business expected goals uh, model is 32% worse than the league average. 32%. The only reason why this team isn't getting shelled on the penalty kill uh, is their team penalty kill at four on five is 917, which I shouldn't have to tell anybody. A 917 on the penalty kill is just way, way, way higher uh, than can be sustained. I think the leader in the NHL last year was 905, and there was only two teams anywhere near around 900. So uh, the Arizona penalty kill has been uh, floated by outstanding goaltending, and they do have outstanding goaltenders, uh, but they can't do the job every single night. Uh, so LA with that perfect correlation and reasonable price, uh, plus Drew Doughty, like them a lot here tonight. It doesn't really matter what the matchup is. Uh, for the Arizona side, like I had some interest in – like going to like a Schmaltz Kessel like two man because I do think like if you can get down into the second and third lines of the Kings that Arizona can do some damage here, but we just don't know what the lines are going to be. Like I like we have lines what we think they're going to be. Uh, you talked about Schmaltz Keller and Brassard, uh, but it's just an educated guess. Like we we don't know exactly what the matchups are going to be. So like I, I put in Schmaltz and Kessel. Um, I'm probably going to take him out and put in Schmaltz and Keller uh, because then if I, I, I can swap down to a Dvorak or I can swap down to a Kessel after that if, if the lines are different somehow. I just want to get some Arizona here and whatever their second line is going to be at warmups, that's what I'm going to late swap to. Um, I'm, I am putting in a couple Arizona two-mans to try to take advantage of this bad LA Kings death, but I'm with you. I think this game um, in general is all about Kings one. Um, Oliver Ekman Larson played 15 minutes last game. He is completely off the board uh, in the fantasy realm. Ilya Lubushkin, 16 minutes, almost hit the shot block bonus, two blocks, four games in a row. Buddy, he's going to get there. I'm calling it Lubushkin, shot block bonus tonight. Any defense that you like in this game? <laughs> um, outside of Dowdy and, you know, if you are if you want to get, you know, Arizona power play, Jacob Chick. Chikrin, I guess it's fine, but like he's overpriced. I'd rather pay 5,700 for Theodore, 4,800 for Dowdy. The list goes on and on. He's probably just a Arizona correlation play. I'm on board with Labushkin for Min Price. I always love the block, the, uh, the shot blockers at Min Price. And then on the Kings side, you know, if Olimata is going to see the minutes with Dowdy, he's a decent punt. And Sean Walker, if you're playing some Kings depth, in MME, I guess, is okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, there are some cheap guys to use here. Sean Walker, like him. I'm going right back to the Bushkin. Uh, all right, before we get to our final game, just want to let everybody know that if you want to stay up to date on the latest NHL DFS news, you can do so with our Osmo NHL Twitter handle. Um, it's different than it was last season, so if you're following us last year, you might have to follow a different one now. It's Osmo. NHL, you can stay up to date with lineups uh, and projections. Everything is shared there uh, through our Twitter. So head on over to Osmo NHL Twitter handle, or better yet, you can just subscribe and join our Slack chat. All right. We got a few minutes left here uh, for our final game. Uh, Colorado, uh, San Jose, uh, Colorado, 3.5 implied gold total. San Jose, 2.5 implied gold total. 
Uh, we have Colorado as uh, the most ex- or the highest owned line of the night, near 25%. So it seems they're going to be chalky, but Sam Gerrard uh, still PP1 because there's no Byram or Makar uh, for the Avs. They're, I mean, I will say right out, I have a fair amount of Colorado 1, but I absolutely love the Colorado 3 line tonight. Comfort, Donskoy, Burakovsky, they're going to be going against the depth from the Sharks, and they absolutely throttled them in the last game. Um, Super cheap, so you can fit any two or three of them in with your Bostons or your Edmontons or your Torontos. So uh, while I do have a fair share of Colorado 1, I love Colorado 3 as a filler stack. What do you like in this game, Josh? You don't have to convince me to play my boy Junas Donskoy. So, yeah. I mean, listen, they're fully coated power play too. They are super cheap, like really cheap. They're under 10,000. I like them better than the Ducks. I like them better than Vegas too, just probably from an ownership perspective. But again, like Colorado won. They kind of got beat up pretty good by the Sharks top line. But we, you know, again – not really going to play them for the five on five. It's all about the power play. Um, Sharks PK is not great. They're defensively, they're pretty poor. Um, so yeah, they're going to be chalky, but obviously the way to do that is fully power play stack them, right? I did it the last slate. You put in Kadri, you put in Gerard, you get all five. Uh, you get the five at a lower total ownership. If you want to, you know, swap around, swap out Lanskog for Kadri. You can mix and match on the power play. That's fine. But, um, yeah, I, I like this third line. It's my favorite filler line of the night. I do like the Sharks' top line. Uh, it's an MME play only for me, though. I don't think I'm going to get there in one to three. Uh, the Sharks' depth is pretty rough. But, again, uh, uh, Balser is a 2,900 power play one. I think if you need another cheap one off, I think that guy – is where you can go if you have space for Timo Meyer. I think like I don't mind the second line. Just Dylan Gambrell just doesn't do much for me. So like I don't mind a Meyer Balsers two man, or like a Balsers Donato two man for some power play one. But for me, it's Colorado power play, Colorado three, Sharks uh, top line, and always um, Burns. I, I wouldn't force him in, but if you have the space, I don't mind him. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite always birds anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish it was, but it's not. Um, I'm with you on that Meyer Balsers two man. I really like that two man. Their numbers in a small sample, uh, especially with Gambrell, have been good this year. I worry about that Colorado second line because Valerie Nachushkin jumping on that second line makes them a lot better defensively. Uh, but we've seen Colorado's lines change up pretty much on a on a daily basis, so I'm not too concerned that Nachushkin inside. Um, are going to be Kadri's wingers the entire game. But, yeah, I absolutely love that Colorado third line as a filler stack here tonight. Uh, Colorado top line power play stack, um, I do like them as well. Um, You know, the San Jose top line has been good this year, like genuinely good. So if people want to use them, like you said, not going to begrudge them whatsoever. I'm pretty much out on both goalies in this game because I do not play Martin Jones unless it's correlated and I don't have a lot of Sharks, and I'm certainly not playing 8,400 Grubauer on the road. What about you? I don't even play Martin Jones in my Sharks lineup. So I just... <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I'm out. I, I, don't, I don't like spending over 8,000 for goalies. It's not something I do, especially with these, with these shot bonuses now. I'd rather get the cheap guys who are going to see volume. All right. I like that. Uh, all right. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, before we head out, Josh, why don't you give the listeners your favorite stack of the day? 
Vegas one. Vegas one. All right. I'm going to say besides Boston one, which is obvious, I'm going to say Los Angeles one. That is my favorite stack of the day. Uh, thank you everyone for watching. Please like and subscribe. Slam that notification bell if you want to see whenever we get on the air. Thank you to our producer, Tyler. Thank you to our grandmaster, Josh Harris, for joining me today. Good luck out there, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.